0: If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. Coaching inside salespeople has just become a great advantage to organizations. Now, in the old days, inside sales was growing. Outside sales was growing at a very minimal clip. Wow, have things changed. The reason there are advantages right now for coaching inside salespeople are three main factors. First, we get to deal with reality. Two, there is a time savings with the new virtual world, meaning we're not getting in cars. Customers aren't going between buildings on their own campus, meaning we're able to go from meeting to meeting in a very timely fashion, which does what? Allows us to gain access to more prospects. Now, with that time savings, we get to invest some of those time savings into practice. First, reality. I'm going to start off by sharing a quick story of a company we're working with. And I remember they were hitting their numbers before the pandemic crisis, mostly an inside sales team, some outside sales, and then everything changed. Everybody started to sell Internally. And he asked me, he said, What's one big piece of advice you would make to make the transition? And I said, Use tools like Fireflies or Chorus or Refract or just simply record them on Zoom or whatever tool that you use and really evaluate them. Now, not to be critical in your evaluation, yet really watch what your people are saying and doing. He said, Wow, you're really stressing that. Why? I said, you're about to get a dose of reality. And he said, but Tim, you don't understand. We're hitting our numbers. I said, let me rephrase. You're about to hit reality. About a month later, he calls me up, yelling into the phone. Can't believe what's coming out of his salespeople's mouth. Now, that is not a criticism of salespeople. See, salespeople on the inside have for years been more exposed than people on the outside sales to reality. What I mean by that is we could record their calls. We could certainly monitor their calls and tap in. Whereas with outside salespeople, that really wasn't the case. So to a certain degree, the profession of inside sales has really grown. The reality is in inside sales years ago, we were on the phone. We weren't doing a lot of video sales presentations. Yet now we can use tools like Chorus and Fireflies and Refract and capture the video and capture the transcripts. And then it allows us to do what? Truly evaluate. Now, it is critical that we are not critical of inside salespeople, especially as they embark on this new virtual selling world. Here's why. Listening to yourself talk or watching yourself on video is not fun. It's uncomfortable. Number two, when we deal with reality, we have to be sensitive. It's always easy to pick out the things that somebody is doing wrong. We encourage you to use a three to one ratio. Three strengths for every area of opportunity to improve. Number three, this allows sales leaders time To deal with reality, meaning we can now capture not only what is being said, also a visual representation of how it's being said. Carve out time for yourself to literally watch recordings. That's what will help you deal with reality. Now, my friend who called me really upset into the phone, I said, what's your biggest complaint? He said, we don't even describe our products correctly. And I said, remember when I told you you were going to get hit with reality? He said, yeah. He said, how did you know? I said, because quite frankly, when numbers are up, we tend to get complacent. We tend to think, you know what? I've got a really good sales team. And you probably do. Yet what you identified are opportunities to raise your team's game. So let's go to number two, time savings. Customers are more accessible. Customers today prefer to purchase virtually. Customers today can now round up people and get on a virtual call much more readily, much more readily than in-person meetings. So the sales cycle to a certain degree for many of us is shortening. What do we do with that time savings? It leads us to number three. There are great companies out there that allow you to do some very, very cool things. One is a company in Boston called Alego. Alego allows you to capture not only live sales calls, it integrates with Zoom, yet it also allows you to use video as a platform for coaching and peer to peer coaching, among many other things. The third area that we have to reinvest our time savings is into something called practice. Now, For decades, we have our annual, our quarterly sales meetings, and that's when we're going to fill up the time with practice sessions. Here's the problem with that. Most people don't have practice embedded into the culture of their sales organization. So when people say to me, well, we're a really veteran sales group, I always respond with, great, you should always hit your numbers with no complaints, right? Come on. Let's be honest with ourselves. Those who practice will get better than those who don't. Simple, right? So let me tell you another quick story. I was in front of a CEO group and I had a guy say to me, you know, you keep stressing practice. What if you have a really veteran sales group? I said, then don't practice. And the audience started to laugh. And he looked at me, he said, that's it, in a very smug manner. And I said, well, you've already decided that you have a veteran sales group and you probably don't need to practice. to don't practice. Would you mind if I asked you a question? He said, sure. I said, what's a big deal for you? He said, what do you mean? I said, the size of a deal for your company. He said, eh, million, million and a half dollars. We're an industrial leasing company. We lease equipment. I said, great. Let's call it a $2 million deal. You're in the fourth quarter. You need this deal to hit your numbers. I said, okay. I said, you have a meeting in three weeks you're going to be given one shot to close the deal. The customer has basically stated that. He said, okay. I said, your competition is practicing every day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for anticipated negotiations, objections, competitor price, objections, stall objections, budgetary constraints, creative financing. And according to you, your people are veterans and they will probably just show up. Honestly, honestly, What just happened to your confidence going into that meeting? And to his credit, he looked at me, raised his eyebrows, and he goes, huh? The guy next to him elbows him who knew him well and said, I think you just answered his question. And the whole audience started to laugh. Confidence comes from practice and reinforcement. It does not come from practice and constructive feedback. If you want your sales team to get better, use something called feedback progressions. When you introduce a new concept, set up four sessions of only positive feedback. For example, John, what did your partner do really well that he or she should be proud of? Then go to the partner in the next round and say, what did you do that you're really proud of yourself? When you get people talking about one another and themselves positively, They become more open to opportunistic or what many call constructive feedback. Yet, when we introduce feedback opportunistically, such as, John, what's one area your partner has an awesome opportunity to improve? Guess what happens? People become more palatable to that type of feedback. They'll become more inclined to practice because their association with practice isn't the dreaded, ugh. I hate role playing. What they'll actually do is start to enjoy it. And once you enjoy it, guess what happens? People's predictable, sustainable results become more consistent. I hope this has helped. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees.